Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, September 20th, 7 a.m. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us today. Looking outside, I had asked you if it rained at all overnight, and you said your car was wet. And I I said, yeah, I didn't Mm -hmm. get much. But now I'm looking outside, and the uh, pavement looks a little damp. It looks a little damp. So maybe a little shower rolled through. I think that it must have, but it was so light that it probably took a while for it to make the wet spot kind of gather, and it's it's drying up fairly quickly. But yeah. for sure, I got to my car, and it was uh, the whole top of it was all wet, mm-hmm. so it had gotten a little shower, misting of some kind. So yeah, so if you are driving around yeah. this morning, be a little careful out there. Pavement might be a little damp. I, that was my whole point. Was it's just like it might be a there. little damp. So uh, you know. Got to be careful. This is just the pregame to what is coming. It looks like we've got some real rain and days worth. Yeah, which <laughs> well, it'd be kind of nice. I think we need that. I'd like to put the hoses away and say, you know what, my watering days are done for the summer. Oh, Scott would absolutely love to uh, turn off the sprinkler system and drain it or whatever for the season because yeah, rain's coming. We don't need to water anymore. Yeah, if I could do it over again, I would put a sprinkler system in, a watering system in. A watering system? I just have the old-fashioned hoses. Got to drag them around. (laughs) Got to spray everything down. Oh, now see, we don't want to get you too uh, feeling like uh, you're living in the lap of luxury by standing (laughs) out there watching your different, the different sections of of, uh, sprinklers going on. Standing out there. On a timer even. Yeah, exactly. Standing out there holding the hose with the nozzle wearing my Bermuda shorts. You just kids, like old, just like the fifties, nineteen fifties look, right there. Waving at people as they That's go right, by, waving at watering the plants. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. You, you must get a little bit. There is something to watching the, you know, the uh, sprinkler. What kind of sprinkler system do you have though? That waters uh, the lawn. I just have one it- that it's. I like literally have one, and I just move it around front back. It's just a round one, and then on top, you can click it to different types of spray. Oh. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty fancy. It is pretty nice, yeah. So you can, and you can direct it so it only shoots one way, or you can have it full going every which way. Every which way. And, or you can go just little patterns, different types of patterns with it. So (laughs) there's like, I got to think, probably almost like... Maybe 10 settings wow. on it. A lot, a lot of different settings. And you've settings. tried them all, haven't you? I have tried them all. <laughs> Some work better than others. Like okay. if you are if you just want to get a little strip of yard, then you can set it to where it's just, you know, doing a little strip of I water. I think that's fascinating. It is an amazing little sprinkler. Perfect. It gets, it gets, it gets the job done, other than you got to move a hose around to do it. So, yeah. Okay. That's the way it is. I really, I guarantee you, I think very little about the sprinklers and how they function <laughs> yes. unless the grass isn't green. Yeah. And then I have a big concern about it, and then I let and, the powers that be know, know that's right. that I have a concern. Yeah. The old school sprinkler that we had as a kid growing up, that was just the kind that went back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. What was that, the oscillating mm-hmm. sprinkler? I think the oscillating sprinkler. That was the classic. 
Okay. That was fun to run through, too, because you jump through it as it's going. <laughs> My mom and dad, we had a little bit of a bigger yard, and they had these big rain birds that were like big green discs that would pop out of the ground, and they t- Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, you get hit by one of those running around. It caused a bruise on yeah, your leg. It, it had some power behind you it. Could, you could set those streams. <laughs> that's, I, you kind of like that sound. That was kind of a, that, that's, a, that's kind of an old school sprinkler, too. That you could have. And, then, and then it goes fast back. Yeah. Yeah, that's then, it. Yeah. Everybody, knows, everybody of a certain age knows what that sounds like. Well, I'm glad you tuned in this morning for Sprinkler Talk. <laughs> Tomorrow we'll be addressing... Uh, the different types of shovels that you can use in your yard. <laughs> there are many of those, too. The, I don't understand why a man needs so many different shaped shovels. There's the flathead shovel. Yes. There's the pointed shovel. You know, Then there's the rake combo shovel. You, you got that as well. So lots of different ones. Ones that dig post holes. <laughs> ones that dig post holes. <laughs> and, and, you, and that you have to buy it. Yeah. For one job. Going to have to go out and get a, a yard sponsor for this uh, show, I think. <laughs> I love to, to it. Talk like this. I guess let's move on. What do you have today? I don't know, okay. David, because why? The printer always breaks when I go to print. See, it's out of toner. I know. it. I try to print first. That way I leave you with the uh I either have to put in more paper. In this case, I'm going to shake it and uh, try to reprint. But well, uh, there is some big stuff coming up. In fact, a conversation with former President Bill Clinton and Pope Francis. Really? Oh, that's and interesting. And Bill Clinton commends the Pope on how he makes Catholics and non-Catholics feel empowered to make change. Very nice. Well, all right, let's do that then. Let's let's move on with the show. All right, we're going to kick things off with Dan Francis, no other name. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
And that is Dan Francis and no other name. It is 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Wow, were you, were you taking a baseball bat to the printer? <laughs> I was. Uh, it's begging I, for mercy I right heard, now. I heard some uh, loud noises in there. <laughs> Did you get it to work? I don't know. It was thinking out there. All it better right. be thinking the right way, I'm well, just saying. Good luck with that. I hope it's still intact when I go out to look at it, <laughs> judging by the noises I was hearing. Uh, 40 Days for Life starting their, uh, it's their um, fall uh, campaign. Fall, fall campaign. We'll uh, visit with them right after this. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. Mater Dei Radio has broadcast the consecration of the Blessed Sacrament every day for more than 33 years. Your generosity has made this remarkable legacy of faith possible. Together, we can help even more souls find healing and renewal through Christ's precious gift of the Holy Eucharist. Join this vital mission and be changed as we celebrate the transformational power of the Eucharist during Mater Dei Radio's 2023 Fall share October 9th through 13th. Become a major part of this week of transformation by helping us build a robust matching fund. Your support now will have a deep impact on Mater Dei Radio's success in October by providing strong encouragement for our share listeners to match your giving. Learn more and make your matching gift now at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And be changed during our 2023 Fall share at Mater Dei Radio, leading souls to Jesus and the Holy Eucharist through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 712 at Mater Dei Radio. Well, there is a 30% chance of a shower out there this morning. Then it's going to clear up. I have a high of around 68 degrees today. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 49. And then Thursday looks nice. Sunny skies, high of 73, up to 77 on Friday. So a nice couple of days ahead. Currently 57 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And 57 degrees at Sacred Heart Church in Portland. 40 Days for Life has been gathering twice a year to stand vigil in front of clinics where abortions are done. Mater Day Radio, we have been with them throughout all of it. Well, the fall campaign 2023 is getting close. And joining me today is Teresa Rusink, telling us all of the details of events coming up. Good morning, Teresa. Thank you so much once again for joining me on the Morning Blend. Good morning, Brenda. Uh, as you mentioned, this will be our 31st campaign, and, and Modern Day has interviewed us for these many of these twice-a-year campaigns, and we're really, really grateful for that. 
We are grateful to be able to partner with you, Teresa. It's been wonderful to get to know you over the years. You and I have had many years to talk about what you all do and the lives that you save during the 40 Days for Life campaigns. Teresa, for how many years have you been a part of the vigils? I've been a part for 15 years, going on 15 years now. So that means, well, about in 15 years with two campaigns a year, that's might be your 30th campaign coming up. And so much has changed. We've had victories and setbacks, and yet you're always there to continue the fight. Now, this year, you're having to deal with House Bill 2002. Remind our listeners what that's about and how that's going to affect this year's campaign. It is a, uh, we're going to address this issue also at the opening event, but it it's addresses people standing outside and offering help to people at abortion facilities. But it's basically an intimidation tactic and a reiteration of the FACE Act. The FACE Act stands for Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances, and it has to do with protecting patients and uh, any clients going in up to the facility. So we're already doing all those things, though, that we're, we are not trespassing. We are not causing a disruption of the peace. Uh, we are not uh, blocking their access. So the governor just enacted this act, and it, it increases the punishment for, on people who do violate that which we aren't going to do. So we're not worried. Never, not when the Lord is on our side, boy, we can do wonderful things no matter the forces that stand against us. Teresa Rusing joining us today. The fall campaign for 40 Days for Life is getting ready to start. It begins, Teresa, on September 27th, runs until November 5th. But there is a kickoff mass and a special event. This is a really important part of the campaign because we set everything before the Lord in mass and the special event. Tell our listeners about it and what they're going to be able to experience at Our Lady of the Lake this year. Yes, we will be, ha- and we're so grateful to the to a priest and the archbishop and the bishop because they often have opened our campaigns with an opening mass. And they, they um, are very, very, aware of the spiritual warfare that's going on at abortion clinics. So the the Mass is for the protection of all. And it will be on September 23rd at 8.30 a.m. at Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church. And immediately, and that will be celebrated by uh, Father John Kearns and by Father Paul Rafferty. And immediately after the Mass, there will be an opening rally or event in the parish hall of Our Lady of the Lake Catholic Church. And we're excited that one of our speakers will be David Jackson. David is a chief executive officer of a data technology company. More importantly, David is a devout Catholic living in Vancouver, Washington, with his wife Kathy of 35 years. He experienced a profound conversion after being responsible for three abortions in his past Mm. and now helps other men and women on their paths to healing through Rachel's Vineyard retreats. It will be interesting to hear a man's perspective on this issue, so we're really looking forward to hearing him speak. We will also address 
HB 2002, which we already talked about, so um, and other speakers. Those vigils will be taking place. You are focusing this year's vigil on three very specific days. It's important that we have the most number of people able to attend. Tell our listeners about where they need to go, what days, times, and the important information if they want to join you. It will be on on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays during the 40 days from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m. And it will be standing outside the 511 building where Lilith is located on the ninth floor. Lilith is the late-term abortion facility. It's been there for about two years now. And the address is 511 Southwest 10th. It's on the, the building is on the corner of Southwest 10th and Washington with parking on 11th and Yamhill or on the street. And similar to Lovejoy, usually you can park on the street, amazingly, within a block or two of the facility. All right. Good to know. And Teresa, just from your own experience, can you share with our listeners how valuable, how important it is to stand at these vigils? Because lives are changed, that prayer is enough, and that these 40 days for life are so important to saving these precious children. That is so true, Brenda. Um, You know, as Sean Carney states, he's the president and CEO of 40 Days for Life. He goes, because we have, the reason we go is because we have inspiring news to share, even in the wake of civil unrest the after effects of the pandemic, the political and economical climate, and all the rest. You know, despite all this, 40 Days for Life has the stunning track record since 2007 and through God's grace has closed close to 23,000 lives saved and 251 workers have been left their jobs from the abortion industry and 145 facilities have closed their doors forever. This has resulted from people going where it happens, from praying, fasting, and doing community outreach like this is right now. And that's why we go. And we know, we've said this many times, but we know from Abby Johnson, who was in the industry, that 75% of the time, abortion workers have noticed that their schedule is a Mm no-show when there's people out there, not every time. but So you're standing there really makes a difference because then people see you, uh, they, they decide not to, maybe they're looking for a sign. And so we know it's effective. Plus, at Lilith, while we don't see as many clients going in as we did at Lovejoy, we do have a significant number of people passing by because it's located near hotels. It's right across the street from the Rich Carlton. And we are able to hand out a ton of educational information to passers-by. So it's very, very good. You know, it's been through our prayer and activism that the laws were changed at the federal level. We saw the Lovejoy Surgeon Center close. Now we focus our attention on the Lilith Center. 
it can be done. We are seeing change right here mm-hmm. in Portland. And I just really appreciate you joining us today. Remind our listeners, Teresa, if somebody wants to join this year, if they've never joined in these 40 days for life before they want to find out information this is the year they want to stand with you where can they find the information and details do they have to sign up or can they just show up during those thursday friday saturday hours you can just show up it really helps us if you if you go online to sign up at 40daysforlife.com forward slash portland and there's an email on there Precious Children of PDX at ProtonMail.com. I'm right there right now. I can see all the information. You give the vigil location uh, on a map. You also have the physical address written down and notes that people need if they are going to be joining you. Teresa, you guys have all thought of everything. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you for all that you do for the 40 Days for Life. And we pray and wish for you a wonderful fall vigil. Can I add one more thing? Please because do. Tony Tony De Silva from the Pius Tenth Pius the Tenth community wants to tell me that we are going to have a for the third time we will have prayed a pro life bilingual rosary outside Lilith during the forty days for life campaign. This beautiful rosary is sponsored by the Knights of Columbus at the tenth. And we're so grateful for the night's prayer and financial support that they give precious children of Portland for these 40 Days for Life campaigns. I really want to thank the Knights of Columbus and that rosary. It will be a midterm event on October 14th, Saturday at 10 a.m. Oh, we hope to see a lot of people there. Absolutely. The and, yeah, perhaps if you are hesitant a little bit, that'll be a wonderful opportunity for you to join in there where there'll be lots of people praying together and uh, then it just makes the rest of your time at the vigil all the more easier to be with them. Mm-hmm. Teresa, mm-hmm. thanks so much again. God bless you and uh, we'll talk again as the campaign continues and at the end also. Thank you, Brenda. And again, that is Teresa Rusing. So the 40 Days for Life fall campaign kicks off on September 27th, runs until November 5th. The opening mass, September 23rd at Our Lady of the Lake Parish at 8.30 in the morning with that special event following. I will be sure to add information where you can find all of these details, plus the 40 Days for Life Portland webpage, materdayradio.com. You'll also access that podcast and links on the Hail Mary media app. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. Have you downloaded that free Hail Mary media app yet? It is there for you right there on Mater Day Radio's website. You can get access to so many things that happen here at Mater Day Radio, including the live broadcast of this wonderful station. All the details on the website at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. 
Support for Matcha Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 726 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you're holding back on spending. We'll tell you about a new survey coming up. And former President Bill Clinton commends Pope Francis on how he makes every person, Catholic and non-Catholic, to feel empowered to make change. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news at 7.30. Here is Jamie Teton. It's a good day. We are the Morning Blend on Mater Day Radio.
That is Jamie Teton, and it's a good day. It is 7.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. And in your news this morning, kicking off a global meeting of leaders, Pope Francis told former U.S. President Bill Clinton and the global community to take action to ensure peace for future generations and stop climate change before it's too late. Opening the 2023 Clinton Global Initiative Meeting of Leaders in New York City on September 18th, Clinton asked the Pope, connected by video call, what ordinary people can do to address society's towering problems. The Pope said, We are in need of a great and shared assumption of responsibility. He added, No challenge is too great if we each meet it with personal conversion and personal contribution that each of us can make to solve it from an awareness of what makes us part of one destiny. Pope Francis closed by saying he was concerned about the situation of children worldwide and the fight against climate change. He said, let us take action before it's too late. He repeated, the Pope urged all nations to take responsibility and stress that no challenge can be faced alone, only together sisters and brothers, children of God. Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum announced Tuesday that she will not seek re-election to the position. While the Office of Attorney General doesn't have term limits, Rosenblum, who is 72 years old, that she was imposing one on herself to allow new leadership in the office. In making her announcement, Rosenblum said, every state agency, no matter how well run, can benefit from new leadership, new energy, and new initiatives. I expect there will be good candidates to succeed me as the people's attorney for Oregon. Rosenblum, a former federal prosecutor and longtime state judge, became Oregon's first female attorney general in 2012. With Rosenblum stepping aside, Oregon is set to elect new leaders to three key statewide positions next year, attorney general, secretary of state, and state treasurer. The United States Catholic bishops are calling on the faithful to embrace radical solidarity with mothers who are facing difficult or challenging pregnancies this October, which the Church in the United States has observed as Respect Life Month since 1973. Arlington Bishop Michael Burbridge, the chairman of the United States Conference of Catholic Bishops Committee on Pro-Life Activities, echoed St. John Paul II's call for radical solidarity, which means, according to the bishop, putting our love for them into action and putting their needs before our own. Burbridge wrote in a statement to Catholics for the 50th anniversary of Respect Life Month, this new mindset requires that we come alongside vulnerable mothers in profound friendship, compassion, and support for both them and their pre-born children. The statement encourages Catholics to ask themselves whether they know of efforts in their area to help women who are pregnant or parenting in difficult circumstances, what their gifts and talents are, and how they can adjust their schedule or budget to help mothers in need and their children. Well, you being a little bit more cautious with your money? If so, you are not alone. More than 90% of adults have reduced discretionary spending in the past six months and plan to do so throughout the holidays, according to a poll conducted on behalf of CNBC that was released this week. The poll, which surveyed over 4,400 U.S. adults, found that a majority of consumers 
are being more careful about spending, with inflation being one of their concerns. Consumers said they were most hesitant about spending on clothing and visits to restaurants. Following these were entertainment, groceries, and travel. More than three-quarters of Americans said they are cutting back on non-essential spending. More than half of the households earning less than $50,000 said the economy has impacted their personal finances, and 61% of households making between fifty dollars and $100,000 agreed. Columbia, uh, Columbia River anglers say this year's run of fall Chinook salmon is the best they've seen in years. Many are catching their day limit in the morning. It's not just along parts of Columbia in Northeast, but parts of Bonneville Dam are also seeing a high run of salmon this year. Along the Bonneville Dam, the numbers have been incredible so far this year. According to the Army Corps of Engineers, they have seen more than 630,000 Chinook salmon passed through this year. A spokesperson with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife say this year's run is coming in over forecasted from what they were expecting. So what's behind this year's high and expected numbers? I know. What is it? I saw it on the news last night. Okay. The ocean. It is the ocean. Yes. You're correct. They say this upwelling uh, of wind that occurs brings cold nutrient waters from the depths of the ocean. That's bringing this huge salmon run in. The fall Chinook salmon season is scheduled through the end of this week, but they say there's a chance it could be extended. Mm, Okay. I've got some salmon in my freezer right now. When the kids were up over the weekend, they spent a couple of days out on the river. They brought home some salmon. Very nice. You know, I was at the ocean over the weekend. You know what? What? It's cold. <laughs> Is it? Yes, I dipped my toes in, and it's still cold. It's all. I can't tell the difference between cold and cold <laughs> yes. of the Pacific always, Ocean around here. It's always that it's cold. It's always cold. Yeah, no doubt. In sports, this is pretty amazing. 50 years ago today that an estimated 90 million people tuned in to watch Billie Jean King take on Bobby Riggs in the famous Battle of the Sexes tennis match from the Astrodome in Houston, still the most viewed in tennis history. That one game. That one match. And it wasn't for a title or anything. No, no, no. It was just yeah. the it was, bragging rights. It was the bragging rights. You may recall Riggs, a former pro himself at then 55, was bragging that he could beat any women player in the world. Well, he couldn't, as King won in three <laughs> straight sets. So King later went on to champion equal prize prize money for both men and women on the professional tennis tour. So today on the anniversary, three U.S. senators will introduce a bill to honor King with the Congressional Gold Medal. She would become the first female individual athlete to receive the medal. It has previously been given to such athletes as baseball player Jackie Robinson and golfer Arnold Palmer. So uh, that's awesome. I watched, of course, the U.S. Open. I was going to say, didn't they have something special they for They did. Her? It was the 50-year anniversary as well as equal pay for both men and women. And so they they honored Billie Jean at the uh, tennis tournament. And, of course, the court's named after her as well, So or, or the facility there. But uh, anyway, that's wonderful. 50 years ago. It's amazing. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. You ever see the movie? Uh, Emma Stone played Billie Jean King. I did King. see yeah. that one. Good movie. And yeah. it touched on the, her fight for equal pay, oh, but yeah. also spent a whole lot of time on this tournament yeah. or on that match. Yeah. Yep, exactly. If you've gone to a local Catholic bookstore and asked for a Catholic Bible or where that section was, 
You might have been surprised that you had quite a few options, each with a different abbreviation on the spine. There's no one-size-fits-all version of the Bible. Each has advantages and disadvantages, and all are flawed by the fact that they're not in the original language in which the Bible was written. Nevertheless, very few of us have had the luxury of studying ancient Greek or Hebrew, so we must make the decision as to which Bible we will use. So here's some basic tips to consider next time you find yourself looking at a dozen different Catholic Bibles and don't know which one to All buy. All right, yeah. One of the most important considerations is to make uh, is what type of translation you are hoping to read. In the biblical world, there are two major groups, literal and dynamic. The literal translation is one where a team of translators work tirelessly to render the Greek or Hebrew into an equivalent word in English. The result is a Bible that is extremely faithful to the original text, but sometimes is difficult to read or understand. Mm -hmm. Examples of this type of Bible include Revised Standard Version, uh, the Catholic Edition, and the Dewey Rames. To help correct the readability issues of literal translation, scholars and linguists work together to produce Bibles that retain the meaning of the original passage, but were not exact translation. This means the English words are easier to read and understand, but the sacred author's intent behind the word choice and sentence structure is often obscured. So examples of dynamic Bibles include the New American Bible, Revised Edition, and the Jerusalem Bible. Now, besides selecting which type of translation you want to read, another consideration is to keep in mind commentary that accompanies it. There are numerous commentaries out there ranging from the most scholarly to those aimed at the neophyte in the faith. Those include the Catholic Answer Bible, good for someone going through OCIA or Confirmation. A more scholarly biblical commentary is the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible of the New Testament. This Bible has extensive footnotes and is authored by Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch. Don't they do like a children's Bible, too, where they oh. really... Make it a little shorter, you know. They make it it just in stories by itself, not even biblical text. You can also find children's Bibles that are actual Bible texts that have commentary along with them, so that way they can read along with their parents and then kind of read in their own kind of ideas about what is behind those stories. So lots of options out there. Uh, If you are confused, go to a Catholic bookstore. Talk to those working there. They can help you a lot. Talk to your priest and find out which one he uses. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This evening at 6.30 p.m., it is a Boy Scout trampoline and pizza night at Defy in Beaverton. Boy Scout Troop in Pack 65 invites boys ages 6 to 17 and their parents to its initial meeting of the new school year at Defy for trampoline jumping and pizza. Boy Scout Troop in Pack 65 offers family a traditional Catholic values-based scouting program to have fun, learn useful life skills, go camping, spend time with their dads, and earning Scouting's Catholic Religious Awards all working toward the attaining the ultimate rank of Eagle Scout. You can RSVP or for more information, contact the Holy Rosary Parish office. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Father Dan, Dina Marie going to join us next. Talk about the month of September. That's after the forecast. 
Support for Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. That's cyocamphoward.org. Please join me, Sister Christa von Borstel, in this prayer to St. Sebastian. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Glorious Sebastian, martyr and saint, I call on your strength and courage to help me through this difficult trial. Your faith was so deep, a multitude of arrows could not finish you. The piercing wounds inflicted for your faith only proved to strengthen your belief. May you intercede for those who are weakened from the effects of disease. I ask for your intercession that I may also survive that which threatens to destroy my beliefs in the mercy of Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. It is 7.44 here at Matra Day Radio. Increased clouds overnight might have seen even a few wet spots on the ground. Now those clouds sticking around this morning and then clearing up through the afternoon. Looks like we're not even going to hit 70 today with high stain in the upper 60s. Overnight we're going to drop off to 49 degrees. Then on Thursday back to sunshine, 73 degrees. And then looking ahead, chance of showers over the weekend. It looks like real rain falling with accumulations mm. Monday and Tuesday. You know, I went for a walk yesterday. It was very fall-like. It, it felt was, like it, was, it feels yeah. like fall. The light in the sky. It's, is, the, it's yeah. the placement of the sun now. It's really getting low in the sky. Yep. Uh, 52 degrees at O'Hara Catholic School in Eugene. And 56 degrees at St. Charles Catholic Church here in Portland. Good morning. This is Dina Marie, host of Faith Moments and the Voice of the Shepherd with a Franciscan Moment on Mater Dei Radio. The Feast of the Stigmata of St. Francis is celebrated in the Franciscan liturgical calendar. With me today to talk about this unique feast day in the church is Franciscan friar, Father Dan Petit of the Third Order Regular, Province of the Most Sacred Heart. Father Dan, it's great to have you back on the program this morning. Hello. 
Hello, Dean and Marie. Good to see you again. You know, I didn't know that September 17th had a connection with St. Francis and his stigmata. And so take us to this time of St. Francis's life when he received the, I guess, the physical vision of the, the physical ramifications of our Lord's suffering in his passion. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very uh dark time in his life because he was he had just finished writing and finishing writing the rule that uh, of 1223 that was the final rule that the friars live by to this day and it was a difficult time because uh, some of the friars were pressing for changes uh, for example living in houses for example Francis never lived in a house his whole life he lived out in the woods uh, and uh, he had to kind of face that down and, and, um, and they finally got that done. And so he began to repose up in his hermitages, places where out in the woods where he would pray. And one of those was way outside of Assisi. It was a mountain that was given to the, to the uh, saint. And he was up there in this hermitage praying when there was a seraph that appeared to him. And the seraph, what it did was it imprinted on the body of Francis the wounds of Christ. And this is the first time recorded in history where a human being actually bore the wounds of Christ in, in, in his body. And uh, Francis is the first one. And that's, that was the experience, a very deep and profound prayer of contemplation of an actual seraphim appearing to him, which is in the heights mm -hmm. uh, of the angelic choirs, you know. Right. Yeah. And to think about this, this vision of an angel, and we do even in scripture uh, here, I think particularly in the book of Revelation, or we hear St. John talking about, I've seen, you know, the angels that that Francis had this type of an encounter. Yeah, and, and that's what Francis was doing. I mean, he was in contemplation. He was up there on this mountain. It's, called, it's actually called Mount Laverna. It's a very famous Franciscan site. And he was there in contemplation. Now the seraphim appeared to uh, Isaiah, for example, the prophet. Mm -hmm. And it was described as having six wings. And that's exactly what Francis saw. The same, they had this seraphim. Two wings covered the lower body, and two wings held it aloft while two wings were in praise. And this was the uh, stance of the seraphim. They're in burning love of God. Mm -hmm. And this is what the seraphim imprinted upon the soul of Francis was this burning love of God that then eventually manifest in his body as the wounds of Christ. Because that's what Christ was, was the burning love of God. He was the fire, and it was that fire that he came to ignite on earth. Mm. And so Francis was really set ablaze with that right. fire. Do we know what happened afterward? He was in this time of prayer. It, I read somewhere like a 40-day time of fasting and prayer at this Mount Laverna. And then he comes, uh, you know, almost like a, a transfiguration moment, you know, of, of having this mountaintop experience. And then he comes back down into the work of the rest of the community. You know, what happened next? Well, it's kind of fascinating. This became at that time, known as the secrets. And mm. so they, he kept them secret. He, he, um, 
And his particular wounds actually also manifested the nails on his skin. So he actually had his skin built up the nails and they were bent down under his feet. So he couldn't walk anymore. He had to always go someplace on a donkey because it was so painful. Mm. And he did a six month preaching tour at this time. And only his closest companions, there were four very close companions, knew of the stigmata. And there was rumblings, but no one knew for sure. And he went on this preaching mission, and they were uh, getting close to the town of Perugia. And they said, we'll soon be there, Francis, and that'll be your chance to preach. Well, they kept going, and he never started preaching. And they finally walked out the other side of the town and Francis came to himself. He says, I thought we were going to preach in Perugia. Well, he had gone into ecstasy Mm. as they walked through the town and was in this deep, profound contemplation. And um, we do have one of his habits that survives that has blood on it on the side Mm. from his wound in the side. And, um, the friars had to clean these every now and again. And one of the friars touched it one time. It was so painful. Francis yelled out, you know, because these pains, these wounds really brought him pain. But the whole time after that, he wasn't able to walk anymore. He had to go by donkey and uh, the, the brothers led him around and tried to keep it secret. Mm-hmm. Do we know, does St. Does Francis write anything about this experience so that we have a firsthand account of his, um, of this stigmata and this particular event in his life? Yeah, the only way we know about it is he shared it with his closest companions mm-hmm. that were with him on Mount Laverna when it happened. They didn't see it happen, but he came back. And of course, he has these wounds. Uh, Francis, what happened to you? And he had to tell them, you know, and then they helped him keep it a secret until his death. Of course, he died at uh, Porziuncola, that little chapel, Our Lady of the Angels. And in his case, unlike Padre Pio, a few days before Padre Pio died, his wounds disappeared after over 50 years he had them. Francis stayed. And they laid his body out naked when he died. He wanted to go naked before the naked Lord. He said, I came into this mm-hmm. world with nothing. I want to leave this world with nothing. Take my clothes off and lay me on the ground. And he died. And over a thousand friars walked past and saw the wounds on his hands. And so there were many witnesses that actually saw the stigmata. And they were just dumbfounded, you know, that that Francis, I mean, for us, you know, we experience conversion interiorly, but for most of us, it doesn't manifest externally on the body like that, you Mm -hmm. know, this transformation of Christ that we experience interiorly. But in the case of Francis, he was conformed in body, soul, and spirit, not just soul and spirit, you know, but also his body showed that conformity of his body to even Christ's body. Right. Again, we're talking with Father Dan Franciscan Friar, and in the month of September is the feast day that the Franciscans recognize, recognizing this event of Francis receiving the stigmata. Father, we're coming up to a break. I want to have you hold on the line. I've got more I want to talk with you about just how we can really process this and learn from this event, significant event in St. Francis's life. Can you hold on for a few more moments? Yes, of course. 
It is 7.54 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, of course, that is Dina Marie. You can hear more of Dina Marie October 9th to the 13th. She is our host for our fall share The theme, Be Changed. In fact, we had a great opportunity to talk with Dina Marie a little bit about that and how powerful those two simple words are, Be Changed. And of course, it is through the source and the summit of our faith, the Holy Eucharist, that our lives are transformed. So please tune in. If you would like to go to our webpage today, you can make a safe and secure donation and help with this matching fund that we try to build. So that way throughout the week, boy, Matt donations will be doubled just dollar for dollar throughout the week. We've also got a great list of guests who are, I think, maybe a little eager to join us for that week. So please tune in. You're going to find more information, materdayradio.com, and you'll also access information on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Broadcasting the fullness of truth. This is Mater Day Radio. KBB in Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield. Translator K235BF Eugene. And streaming at materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. A great way to support Mater Day Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. A craft is recalling some sliced cheese. We'll have the details in the news. And St. Joseph's Church in Salem shares updates and pictures of the torch portions of their church. But cleanup efforts are well underway. I'll have that story for you plus more coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Christianity made its way to Korea not on purpose, but in secret during the Japanese invasion of 1592. Then in 1777, the first copies of Christian literature were given to the faithful who lived and practiced in secret. It wasn't until decades later that the Christians of Korea met their first priest. This is thankfully something that most Christians today can't wrap their minds around, how individuals can be so devoted to their faith in the midst of tyranny persecution, and isolation. I can guarantee that even if you're not Catholic, let alone Christian, 
you have at the very least met a priest or read a passage from the Bible. What this hidden community did have was strength to defend what they believed and peace in a God who had never abandoned them. Andrew Kim was the son of converts who answered the fearful calling to become the first native Korean priest. His ministry life was full of secrecy, beginning with his 1,300-mile journey to the nearest seminary in Macau, China. After six years of studying, he entered Shanghai and was ordained a priest in 1845 by the newly appointed Bishop Farol and first apostolic of Korea. Then the true trials began. Father Andrew Kim was tasked with the dangerous job of secretly bringing missionaries into Korea and avoiding border patrol. Father Andrew was able to help many religious enter Korea under their oppressors and lead Christians into secret, but unfortunately was apprehended by officials in 1846, just a little over a year following his ordination. While in captivity, he received poor treatment, was tortured, and eventually beheaded at the age of 25. In his final breaths, Father Andrew still desired for the salvation of his captors. He wanted his captors to still share in the everlasting peace that he knew he would soon enjoy. Father Andrew Kim Taegon became the first martyred native Korean priest, followed by countless Korean faithful from 1839 until 1867. In 1883, religious freedom finally was granted in Korea, and one year later, Pope St. Paul II paid a visit. He canonized St. Andrew Kim, along with 98 named men and women, lay and religious, for their joyful martyrdom and witness to the faith. We might think that our faith leaves us feeling isolated in our own lives, but then we sell our persecution short and say, at least it isn't a crime to be Christian. What do I have to be truly worried about? Although most of us watching aren't being killed for believing in the risen Lord Jesus Christ, it is harmful to think that our trials are less important than the martyrs of Korea. Different, yes, but not less of a struggle. They are rather supposed to be examples of how we can respond to our own persecutions. May we have the courage to keep praying in our private lives when our persecutors drown us out. Let our hidden witness be just as bright a hope as those who visibly share their faith in the world. St. Andrew Kim Taegan and companions, pray for us. Awaken the Saint is a three-minute daily show that unpacks the lives of the saints with practical messages for everyday life. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Matra Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at matradayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news on Facebook yesterday, St. Joseph's in Salem posted a quick update along with many pictures. In it, it says the damaged roof of the church has a temporary covering installed and all of the pews have been removed from inside. About 75% of the debris in the sanctuary has also been cleared. And with the pews being removed, the focus will turn to the debris for salvageable items and content tracking. An HVAC cleaning has been scheduled the beginning uh, to begin on September 26th and ending October 6th. And then scaffolding is in the process of being scheduled for installation in the church so necessary cleanup and work can continue. They thank everyone for all their contributions to their rebuilding campaign and for continued prayers throughout this process. If you have a Facebook account, please go to St. Joseph's Church Post. There's incredible pictures there oh, wow. of what, the, you know, those initial pictures that we saw the morning after the fire and where it is right now. 
they have been working. Yeah. Crews have been working, and uh, they just show a lot of the different areas where there's you get a clear picture of damage and kind of what it looks like now. With it looks like there's a covering now that you mm-hmm. can kind of see through uh, into the sanctuary. Right. So, quite a bit uh, lost, but miraculously, what yeah. has been saved. So the structure is basically going to be saved. They're just going to have to rebuild on it. From what I can tell, it doesn't seem like, yeah, that they're going to have to tear, like totally raise the church, right. you know, to rebuild it. It looks like much of it is still standing mm. and that, uh, but I don't know. I mean, of course, I don't know what the interior damage is, sure. but it seems like, All right. yeah, God had yeah. a hand in saving the Hope church. the best, definitely. Well, Kraft Heinz said Tuesday it's recalling more than 83,000 cases of individually wrapped Kraft Singles American processed cheese slices because part of the wrapper could stick to the slice and become a choking hazard. Company, which is based in Chicago and Pittsburgh, said one of its wrapping machines developed a temporary issue that makes it possible for a thin strip of film to remain on the slice even after it's been removed from the wrapper. The machine has since been fixed. Kraft Heinz said it initiated the voluntary recall after it received several consumer complaints. In six cases, people said the issue caused gagging or choking, but no injuries or serious health issues have been reported, Kraft said. Consumers who bought uh, those products should not consume them and should return them to the store where they were purchased for an exchange or a refund. So when I was a kid, yes, I used to take those craft single slices and mm-hmm. I, you know, unwrap it, had a little cellophane on it, put it on a piece of bread and stick it in the oven under the broiler. And then the uh, cheese would kind of almost bubble up and make a dome. And then you knew it was done. Then I'd pull it out and put yellow mustard on it. And that's it. That's it. Cheese and mustard. It's cheese and mustard. The problem that I always had with those slices of cheese is not a strip of plastic remaining, but a strip of cheese tearing off of it. Because remember the way that it was folded, there was like a flap of cheese that was kind of open first. And then so you'd go to pull it and that little flap would come off. I know exactly what you're talking about. Do you know? I do, yeah. And then it's like, ugh. And now you got yeah. broken cheese. That little wrap would kind of overlap on the exactly. other, and then you have to peel it off. And, and they have uh, to peel it off. Well, those are tough times, yes. <laughs> we suffered when yes. we were younger, didn't we? <laughs> well, one day after Azerbaijan launched a new military operation against Nagorno-Karabakh, Pope Francis made a public appeal for both sides to silence the weapons. Speaking to more than 15,000 people in St. Peter's Square, the Pope said that he was troubled by the news he received Tuesday from Nagorno-Karabakh, where the already critical humanitarian situation is now aggravated by further armed clashes. Nagorno-Karabakh is a uh, disputed region in Azerbaijan that is home to about 120,000 Armenian Christians. A critical humanitarian situation developed in the area this year after Azerbaijan began to restrict access to the region on the sole road connecting the breakaway region to Armenia not in December of 2022, cutting off access to food and medical aid. The military escalation marks the first indication of a large-scale outright military conflict in Nagorno since 2020. Yeah, this made me smile when I saw this story, just because uh, being a longtime Oregonian myself and many others will probably remember 
the TV commercial where the Oregon trooper stops a couple of truck drivers at the border and asks the question, Well now, where are you fellas going with all that beer? That trooper was played by actor and comedian Dick Curtis. Now, sadly, Curtis passed away over the weekend at the age of 95 from congestive heart failure. So those commercials were done for Blitz Weinhard Brewery, and in particular, Henry's Private Reserve, in an effort to retake the local beer market that was being invaded by out-of-state beers. The TV campaign also made Curtis a local legend for his portrayal of the trooper. For decades, Blitz Weinhard was the beer of choice in the area, operating since the mid-1800s in what's now the Pearl District. Blitz Weinhard sold to Pabst in 1979 and later to Miller Brewing Company, which closed the Portland location in 1999. So you probably don't remember I don't those commercials. That one. Yeah, if you talk to any longtime Oregonian, they're going to remember Dick Curtis. And again, he had this great smile. And the commercials were iconic, for sure. Where are you going with all that beer? Well, fake listings have emerged as a major problem for Airbnb, threatening to scare off consumers and prompting the short-term rental service to use AI in an effort to crack down on fraudsters. Airbnb says it has removed 59,000 fake listings, and prevented another 157,000 from joining the platform this year. Fake listings and high cleaning fees are among several issues that Airbnb said Wednesday that its users highlighted in a company survey. The San Francisco company said more than 260,000 listings have lowered or removed cleaning fees this year since it gave consumers the means to short listings in order of all-in pricing. Airbnb also said that later this year, it will begin verifying all listings in its top five markets, including the United States and the United Kingdom, to combat an outbreak of fakes. Fraudulent listings create refunds and rebooking costs for Airbnb, but the biggest risk is to our reputation, they said. If you can't trust when you book an Airbnb that it's real and you're going to like it, then you're going to stay in a hotel. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I've done that before where I've looked through Airbnb, found like, oh, my gosh, look at this great place. It's this much money. And then you start the booking process. And then at the end, there's like a you know, $175, $200 cleaning fee oh, yeah. attached to the end of it. And mm-hmm. then taxes and fees. And you go, whoa, what I thought was a good deal, yeah. not so much. In sports, the Associated Press out with its weekly top 25 college football poll. And just like last week, the Pac-12 is the best represented conference in the country. So here's the rankings. USC, fifth ranked. That's Washington in eighth. Oregon, 10th. Utah, 11th. Oregon State, 14th. Colorado, 19th. Washington State 21st and UCLA 22nd. Man, that's awesome, all those Pac-12 teams. But something's got to give this Saturday when Pac-12 play begins and you have ranked undefeated teams from the Pac-12 facing one another. Okay. So there are going to be some Pac-12 teams that are no longer undefeated. So that includes the Ducks against the Buffaloes, the Utes facing the Bruins, and the Beavers battling the Cougars. Okay. So, uh, of those six teams, somebody's going to have a three of them are going to have a loss at the end. 
Everett Kalen was looking for an adventure to celebrate his birthday. For a man of his age, that might entail going out to eat something delicious. But the 93-year-old Californian had other plans. He said, when you hit your 90s, you think, what would be something I'd like to do? He told the SF Gate. He said, I guess Half Dome was the thing that most popped into my mind. As in Yosemite's. Half Dome. Oh, okay. Half Dome is the monumental mass of granite in Yosemite Valley and no place for faint hearts or knackered knees. For those with a good fitness, it's about a 14 to 16 hour endeavor that involves gaining, then losing over 4,000 feet in elevation. Toward the top, cables embedded in the rock require upper body strength to pull oneself up steep inclines. Despite all that, Everett was determined and requisitioned the company of his son, John, who's 57, and granddaughter, Sydney, 19, for the excursion. Training hard, Everett made ample use of the days leading up to the trek. Then the day of the hike came, and Everett admits that he probably underestimated the difficulty of the beginning half with plenty of steep paths that he described as slick. John and Sydney helped him along every step of the way, even pushing his backside during particularly vertical bits. It took the hikers until the middle of the second day to summit Half Dome's pinnacle. John spoke with several rangers along the route, and while some of them had seen some hikers complete Half Dome in their 80s, none of them had ever heard of one doing so in their 90s. Indeed, Everett might be the oldest. Wow. SF Gate reported that when Everett returned to his home in Oakland, he was absolutely buzzing and neither sore nor too eager to find another adventure. <laughs> I hope they took him out to dinner after that. I think yeah. he deserved a good, yeah. a good meal and a nice slice of birthday cake. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Thursday at 8 a.m., it is the annual Great Hour of Caring for Catholic Community Services of Elaine County. Join CCS for a beautiful breakfast during which they'll share the good that they have spread in Lane County community. And remember, you can find details on this event. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. You know what? We're going to talk with Catholic Community Services of Lane County in our 840 interview segment, so stay tuned for that. And now coming up, more with Father Dan and Dina Marie right after the forecast. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814.
One of the great hallmarks of the Catholic community in the Pacific Northwest is how we pull together in the face of adversity. Unite with Matre Radio, the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon, and Archbishop Alexander K. Sample in support of the parishioners of St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem as they recover from the devastating fire that destroyed their sanctuary. My heart really is just filled with emotion. I'm deeply sad by what has happened to your house. Stand with Archbishop Sample and Mater Dei Radio. Show your solidarity with a gift to the St. Joseph Salem Fire Relief Fund through the Archdiocese of Portland at archdpdx.org. That's archdpdx.org to support St. Joseph Catholic Church in Salem with Mater Dei Radio. Here for our community as we lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. And it is 8.15 at Mater Dei Radio. We've got about a 30% chance of showers mainly before 1 this afternoon, then partly sunny skies with a high of 68. Mostly clear overnight tonight, low of 49. And then for Thursday, sunny 73, 77 on Friday. All right. Sounds all right. Currently 55 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. And 56 degrees at St. Luke Church in Woodburn. Good morning. This is Dina Marie with another Franciscan moment on Mater Dei Radio, and I'm back with Franciscan friar Father Dan. We've been talking about a beautiful feast day in the church, and maybe you didn't know about it, but on September 17th, the Franciscan community remembers of St. Francis actually being the first one in recorded history to have received the stigmata or those wounds of Christ on his own body and lived with those wounds for the last two years of his life. Father Dan, thanks for coming and back on the program with us. Oh, good to be with you, Dina Marie. Well, you mentioned a little bit about uh, St. Francis and those last two years of his life. And I just think about how you mentioned how painful. Uh, let's just reflect a little bit about what we can learn because Francis was a saint who loved Christ, who conformed his life as much as he could to Christ. And then this is something that he didn't do. It was done upon him, that it was a grace. It was a gift, this gift of the stigmata. Um, maybe some people would say it would be a burden, but but maybe talk a little bit about how St. Francis, through this experience, would have conformed more to Christ. Well, you know, it, it, it's interesting when you talk about conforming to Christ, Francis was disappointed in 1219 when he went down, he tried to preach Jesus Christ to the Sultan, who was the head of the Muslim world. And just to name Jesus in the Muslim world meant the death penalty. Mm -hmm. So he comes before the leader of the Muslim world, the Sultan at that time, preaches Jesus Christ, anticipating this is going to be the moment of total conformity. I'm going to be martyred for the name of Jesus. And the Sultan, and he, he, he turns to him in such friendship and even gives him an armed guard back to the Christian line. He was disappointed. Well, this was what our Lord had in store for Francis. You know, martyrdom itself is a gift. No one is a self-willed martyr. I mean, in other words, you want to even pray to be delivered from self-willed martyrs. Uh, it's a gift. It's a gift that our Lord gives you. Well, that's the same with this. In this case, he, uh, an angel was dispatched to fill Francis with so much burning love for God that it became manifest in his body as the consummate 
sign of God's love, which was the wounds of Christ. Uh, and that's what he became, totally conformed to Christ for the last two years of his life, for all to see and recognize at the end of his life when they went walking by and they saw this total conformity in body, soul, and spirit. So, Father, I think about so many of our loved ones, maybe ourselves, when we experience, you know, a real a crisis, a real physical suffering, maybe it's an emotional, spiritual suffering, but we are enduring great pain in our life. And so many of us do at certain times in our lives. How can we look at that, not just at the, as the pain, but also to connect that with our love of Christ? Yeah, the only way uh, that I think it, it, it can happen is through faith. Uh, faith acknowledges that Jesus Christ is really, truly, substantially present, for example, in the Eucharist. I see only bread in my senses, but my faith affirms the presence of Christ. Well, I think it's something similar to that, especially when the events of our lives become traumatic or we begin to hit the wall or we become despondent and discouraged. That's our weak human spirit. How do I tap into Christ except by faith in the same way I would when I see him in the Eucharist through faith. And he's there and he's helping bear us up so that it doesn't, uh, so that our human weakness doesn't have its way with us all the way. And we maybe become self-destructive or begin to tank in some way that can be so harmful. Well, and you mentioned Padre Pio, and this is, you know, 700 plus years later after St. Francis is that in our modern day, another Franciscan friar, uh, Padre mm -hmm. Pio, also received the stigmata. Uh, maybe just mention a little bit because his feast day also comes up this month. Yeah, quite remarkably, Padre Pio, of course, had it for over 50 years. And just before he died, his skin became that of like a baby's when mm -hmm. the wounds disappeared toward the end of his life. And again, this I think is the evidence like what you were speaking of before is what a gift this is. And it's a, it's a gift that keeps on giving. And um, maybe we in our conversion don't experience the same bodily conformity as a sign by receiving the wounds, but nonetheless, we are still called as was Padre Pio, as was St. Francis, to become saints in the body. And of course, Padre Pio, he suffered so much in the body, uh, even actual physical attacks from demons and the like, um, obviously because the demons are so routed and exposed by the wounds of Christ. It's what defeated them. Mm -hmm. And they, they attack it, and they attack Padre Pio. And by God's providence, he was permitted to be even beat up physically by these demons. Um, but of course, um, at the same time, the grace was given to resist that and vanquish them the same way Christ did upon the cross. Right. Well, I think one of the lessons I learned, Father Dan, just in thinking about this event with Francis and as Padre Pio, is to really look at that crucifix, that the crucifix is our hope, it is our truth, it is our life, and, and Jesus's wounds, he suffered those wounds for us. Yes, well, you know, it, it points to a truth that St. Augustine ultimately led to St. Augustine's conversion, because uh, he was into Manichaeism for a while, and 
evil was a god and good was a god, and they were battling it out. And what Fran what St. Augustine finally came to was the realization that God is capable of doing something we human beings are not, and it's this. He's the only one that can bring good out of evil because that's what the crucifixion was. It was totally evil from the cowardice of Pilate to the betrayal of Judas to the beating from Longinus who put, you know, stripped, striped him and everything. All of that was evil, but God brought good out of that in the resurrection in a way that as human beings, we can't do that. And that's what the cross is. It's our hope of the impossible, which only God can accomplish. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Father Dan with us again, Franciscan Friar, and I encourage people to celebrate with the Franciscans, Padre Pio's feast day, September 23rd. So beautiful ways to recognize uh, the gifts of uh, our saints and really their brothers and sisters that want us to get to heaven. And so we want to also be a saint with them. Father Dan, I want to thank you for joining us once again to share a little bit more about St. Francis and the Franciscan community. Would you help us close this time with prayer? Sure. Let's ask God's blessing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, as we come into September, we start our new year of um, the liturgical years. We continue to journey with you. We pray that you will inspire us by these great examples and these saints, St. Saint Francis and St. Padre Pio. Help us to grow in deeper love of your son, Jesus, in and through their prayer and inspiration. We ask your blessing upon us, that you remain with us now and always and forever in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, Father Dan. Have a blessed September. Thank you. You too. And we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. And it is 824 at Mater Day Radio. One of the ways you can support Mater Day Radio is through our vehicle donation program. Just go to our website, click on the Get Involved menu, Vehicle Donation. All the information is right there. It can be an old car, truck, boat, motorcycle, RV. You can donate that to Mater Day Radio. Really quick and easy. Just a couple of forms to fill out, and you are good to go. And it's a likely tax deduction for you as well. It is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. 
Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Day Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. Want an eye-opener in the morning without the caffeine? It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. And it is 8.26 at Mater Day Radio. Well, you're spending less these days. Brenda, mm-hmm. are you spending less these days? Less in gas. Okay, very good. Well, we'll have the story for you and why that is coming up. And former President Bill Clinton commends Pope Francis on how he makes every person Catholic and non-Catholic to feel empowered to make change. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Matthias Michael, Amplified. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Oh, my friends, we are called all for one and one for all to men.
is Matthias Michael and Amplified. It is 8.30 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Kicking off a global meeting of leaders, Pope Francis told former U.S. President Bill Clinton and the global community to take action to ensure peace for future generations and stop climate change before it is too late. Opening the 2023 Clinton Global Initiative Meeting of Leaders in New York City, Clinton asked the Pope, who was connected by video call, what ordinary people can do to address society's towering problems. He said, we're in need of a great and shared assumption of responsibility. The Pope added, no challenge is too great if we each meet it with personal conversion and the personal contribution that each of us can make to solve it from an awareness of what makes us part of one destiny. Clinton thanked the Pope for his remarks and told him, you make us all feel empowered. And perhaps that's your greatest power as the Pope, that you make everybody, even people who aren't members of the Roman Catholic Church, feel they have power and therefore responsibility. Pope Francis closed by saying he was concerned about the situation of children worldwide and the fight against climate change. Let us take action, he said, before it is too late. The Pope urged all nations to take responsibility and stressed that no challenge can be faced alone, only together, sisters and brothers, children of God. Well, Oregon Attorney General Ellen Rosenblum announced Tuesday that she will not seek re-election to the position. Now, while the Office of Attorney General doesn't have term limits, Rosenblum, who is 72 years old, said that she was imposing one on herself to allow for new leadership in the office. In making her announcement, Rosenblum said every state agency, no matter how well run, can benefit from new leadership, new energy, and new initiatives. I expect there will be good candidates to succeed me as the people's attorney for Oregon. Rosenblum, a former federal prosecutor and longtime state judge, became Oregon's first female attorney general in 2012. With Rosenblum stepping aside, Oregon is set to elect new leaders to three key statewide positions next year, attorney general, secretary of state, and state treasurer. St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem posted on their Facebook page an update on the church's cleaning process. It said the damaged roof of the church has had a temporary covering installed and all of the new all of the pews have been removed from the inside. About 75 percent of the debris in the sanctuary has been cleared with the pews being removed. The focus will turn to the debris for salvageable items and content tracking and HVAC cleaning has been scheduled beginning on September 26th, and scaffolding is in the process of being scheduled for installation 
in the church so necessary cleanup and work can continue. They posted quite a few pictures of the progress so far and they have pictures of like all of the the stations of the cross. Mm -hmm. Their sculptures have been taken down. They're all bubble wrapped and stacked. Uh, Just so ordered and and well done and it's amazing with all the pews uh, out of the sanctuary also. They have made a huge amount of progress already. Uh, It's great to hear. Could you tell in the photos, because they had those beautiful frescoes on the back wall behind the altar, and I know that's where the fire was at, right up on the roof above that. Exactly. You know, I am looking at a picture of it. It looks like the two frescoes on the side of the altar uh, look largely untouched. Mm -hmm. It's harder to tell the higher up it goes, but on if you're facing the altar on the right side, it looks like there's quite a bit of damage uh, along that side. Well, you being a little bit more cautious with your money, Brenda? I am. I'm trying to not use as much gas these yeah. days. All right. Well, if you are being more cautious, you're not alone. More than 90% of adults have reduced discretionary spending in the past six months and plan to do so throughout the holidays, according to a poll conducted on behalf of CNBC that was released this week. The poll, which surveyed over 4,400 U.S. adults, found that a majority of consumers are being more careful about spending, with inflation being one of their concerns. Consumers said they were most hesitant about spending on clothing. Okay. Yep, that was the top. And then after that, it was restaurants. Following these were entertainment, groceries, and travel. More than three-quarters of Americans said they are cutting back on non-essential spending. And more than half of households earning less than $50,000 said the economy has impacted their personal finances. And 61% of households making between fifty dollars and $100,000 agreed with that. Columbia River anglers say this year's run of fall Chinook salmon the best they've seen in years. Many are catching their day limit early in the morning, in fact. It's not just along parts of the Columbia in Northeast. Also parts of the Bonneville Dam are seeing high run of salmon this year. Along the Bonneville Dam, the numbers have been incredible so far this year. According to the Army Corps of Engineers, they've seen more than 630,000 Chinook salmon Mm. passed through this year. A spokesperson with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife say this year's run is coming in over forecasted from what they were expecting. So what's behind this year's higher than expected numbers? And David, you saw Mm -hmm. this article. They say it's the ocean conditions out in the Pacific, according to Tucker Jones, who is the Columbia River Program Manager with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. He said an upwelling that occurs with winds brings cold nutrient waters up from the depths of the ocean. The fall Chinook salmon season is scheduled through the end of this week, but Jones said there's a chance could be extended. Oh, all right. Watch for that. You know, I recently caught a large canned salmon. <laughs> wasn't bad on rice. It wasn't too yeah, bad, it was, huh? It was pretty tasty. It was hard to yeah. get that, that <laughs> yeah. can opener in I got in it, it opened, it was really good. <laughs> uh, in sports, it was 50 years ago today that an estimated 90 million people tuned in to watch Billie Jean King take on Bobby Riggs in the famous Battle of the Sexes tennis match from the Astrodome in Houston, Texas. Still the most viewed in tennis history of all the matches. That's still number one. 
Riggs, a former pro himself, at 55 then during this match, he was bragging that he could beat any women tennis player in the world. Well, he couldn't as King beat him in three straight sets. King later went on to champion equal prize for men and women on the professional tennis tour. Today, on the anniversary, three U.S. senators will introduce a bill to honor King with the Congressional Gold Medal. She would become the first female individual athlete to receive the medal. It has previously been given to such athletes as baseball player Jackie Robinson and golfer Arnold Palmer. I remember watching the match. So Billie Jean King was still active in her yes. professional career. I believe she, she was, was not, yes. Uh, yeah, she was at maybe the top of her game. Yeah, and uh, so it was a big deal. I mean, there was a lot of buildup to it. And uh, as you mentioned earlier, they brought uh, Billie Jean out, like carried, being carried out like on a throne. Exactly. And, uh, so uh, it, it was a fun time. And uh, she, yep, she, she beat him three straight sets. And so I think it was a big celebration. If you've gone to a local Catholic bookstore and asked for a Catholic Bible, you may be surprised you got quite a few options, each with a different abbreviation on the spine. There's no one-size-fits-all version of the Bible. Each has its advantages and disadvantages, and all are flawed by the fact that they are not in the original language in which the Bible was written. Nevertheless, very few of us have the luxury of studying ancient Greek or Hebrew, so we must make the decision as to which Bible we will use. So here are some basic tips to consider next time you find yourself looking at a dozen different Catholic Bibles and don't know which one to buy. One of the most important considerations to make is what type of translation you're hoping to read. In the biblical world, there are two main groups, literal and dynamic. A literal translation is one where a team of translators work tirelessly to render the Greek or Hebrew into an equivalent word in English. The result is a Bible that is extremely faithful to the original text, but is sometimes difficult to read or understand. Examples of this type of Bible include the Revised Standard Version, Catholic Edition, and Dewey Reims. To help correct the readability issues of literal translation, scholars and linguists work together to produce Bibles that retain the meaning of the original passage, but were not exact translations. This means the English words are easier to read and understand, but the sacred author's intent behind the word choice and sentence structure is often obscured. Examples of dynamic Bibles include New American Bible and Revised Edition, uh, New American Bible Revised Edition and the Jerusalem Bible. Beside that, there are also commentaries. Uh, The Catholic Answer Bible is a good uh, Bible to use because its commentary is helpful for somebody going through OCIA or confirmation. And if you want a more scholarly endeavor, take on the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible of the New Testament. That's been that has extensive footnotes and is authored by Scott Hahn and Curtis Mitch. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Saturday at one o'clock, it's the East Moreland Woodstock Oktoberfest at Holy Family Parish in Portland. Everyone is invited to this family-friendly event with a carnival for kids of all ages, food, music, lawn games, 
And of course, a beer garden. You can purchase your meal in advance. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. You know, has a lot going on. Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Sure we'll check in with them right after the forecast. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. We were made for God's beauty and love, but we so often settle for things that can never satisfy us. One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. It's easy to get attached to what we call the good things in life, such as possessions and success. These participate in God's beauty and goodness, but are still a shadow of that true goodness and beauty which is our inheritance. In his rule, St. Benedict reminds us that when this happens, our priorities are probably not in the right order. We should use the good things of this life rightly and not seek in them a security or a satisfaction they can never give us. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E, MinuteMonk.com. If we gradually detach ourselves from what culture calls the good things of life, we can attach ourselves more strongly to God's goodness and beauty, which never fail. Support from Matra Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie, located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood. The Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. It is 8.44 here at Mater Day Radio. Clouds increased overnight. You may have seen a few wet spots on the ground. Clouds are sticking around this morning with clearing into the afternoon. Looks like we're not even going to hit 70 today with high stain in the upper 60s. Then overnight, we drop off to 49 degrees. On Thursday, back to sunshine, 73 degrees. Then looking ahead, chance of showers over the weekend and real rainfall and accumulations. On Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. So it's uh, made a turn, I think, for uh, well, this fall season. Saturday turns to fall, so uh, looking forward to it. Currently 57 degrees at Queen of Peace Church in Salem. And 59 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. Well, it is going to be a busy week for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Tomorrow they are holding their great hour of caring and their winter warmth drive also underway. Joining Matra Day Radio this morning to provide the details 
is Dylan Nichols. He's the Communications Coordinator for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Hey, good morning, Dylan. How are you today? Good morning, David. I'm doing pretty well. Can't complain. The allergies are hitting me a little bit, oh, but that's the Willamette Valley for you. There you go. A little fall allergy. Well, you know, hopefully a little rain might help that, you know, scrub the pollen out of the air. Yeah, I'm praying for it for sure. So let me ask you, I know the great hour of caring sounds like you guys may have a full house already. Yeah, well, we've hit our seating capacity, and so we've stopped selling tickets, and we're just so grateful to the whole community for showing up uh, and all of our supporters for coming out and our incredible sponsors, too, for filling tables. It's really ended up being a packed event, uh, so we're very excited about it. But for folks who don't know what that is, it's our primary fundraiser of the year, our main one. It supports all of our services, our rent assistance, energy assistance, the food boxes we give, the clothing we give out for free, the homelessness assistance, and of course the immigration legal services and the refugee resettlement too. Every single service that Catholic Community Services gives is touched by this huge once-a-year fundraiser that we do, and it's all wrapped up in an hour-long program. So it's tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. from 8 to 9 at Venue 252 in Eugene, and uh, we just go ahead and let our donors know over a delicious breakfast what we've been doing in fiscal year 2022 to 2023 and what we plan to do next year and all of the exciting news that we've got. Uh, that's wonderful. Great to hear that it's sold out. So if people obviously don't have a ticket now, can they still view it online or can they go online to support the event? They can, yeah. We've got our event page up. So our website is ccslc.org. And if you go on ccslc.org slash ghc2023, ghc for Great Hour of Caring, you can view the page and learn a little more about the Great Hour of Caring. And there's an option there to donate, too, because even if you aren't participating by showing up in person, which many people can't do in the morning for a morning event, a lot of people like to go online and support us by donating and uh, add to that Great Hour of Caring total. Uh, and we're hoping to break records this year and make it the, the most – the biggest numbers possible for fundraising for Great Hour of Caring in a long time. Uh, That's great to hear. You know, and I was reading on your information here, your organization, Catholic Community Services of Lane County, you literally serve thousands of individuals. Yeah, we were doing the math for our annual report, which came out in July, and we're really excited to share that we've helped over 27,000 individuals total uh, and through all of those programs that I listed earlier for you all and it's uh, a really incredible impact and they, those 27,000 people they received uh, 130,000 services overall and we're just a small team we've got about 45 employees here full-time staff working on uh, providing these services to these folks so th- we're enormously proud of that number but it's all possible through the donors and the supporters everyone who's participating in the great hour and everyone who participates in our drives and events all year long uh, wonderful dylan nichols he's the communications coordinator for catholic community services of lane county and going on right now too is your winter warmth drive so another important drive obviously as we head into the colder months tell us about this drive yeah, well, we try to collect uh, winter clothing ahead of the colder months. And you, as you all were saying in the weather report, it looks like the chill's setting in and things are starting to turn already. So what we wanted to do for our winter warmth drive is uh, do a drive that was a little longer than our normal drives and actually make it a two-month-long drive. So it's lasted 
We launched September 1st. It's going to last all the way through the end of October. And what you can do is any used winter clothing that you have around your house that's still in good condition, you can drop it off at any of our participating locations in Eugene, Springfield, and Benita, St. Alice Catholic Church, Wesley United Methodist Church, Emerald Community Fellowship, St. Jude Catholic Church, St. Catherine of Siena Catholic Church, Thurston Grange. These are all locations that you can drop off your winter items, and they're all listed on our website, ccslc.org slash WWD for Winter Warmth Drive. And if you don't have the time to drive out to one of these locations across Eugene and Springfield, and you just want to give some money so that we can do the shopping for you, that's fine too. If you go to that same webpage, there's a link to donate online at uh, ccslc.org slash WWD. All right. And so what sort of items you're looking for? We're looking for hats, jackets, scarves, gloves, uh, and a lot of people forget blankets and socks, Mm. especially. Uh, Socks are really crucial. They're a high-demand item, and I think when people think of winter clothing, uh, they think about just about everything but socks, but they're really needed. And so, uh, yeah, those are the items that we're looking for. Yeah, I've even heard where uh, donors, they'll go out and actually buy a pack of socks and drop those off. They'll go get new socks because, you know, you can get some pretty good values on socks, and uh, that's a great way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, compared to an item like a jacket, uh, it's very inexpensive, and it's easy to buy a lot of them in bulk and, and drop them off. Uh, so it's it's one of the great ones that you can donate and make a difference. That a lot It wouldn't even occur to a lot of people, but it, it really is one of the primary ways that we can help people this season. Uh, wonderful. Again, busy times for Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Tomorrow, the great hour of caring, and then all the way through October, the winter warmth drive. Dylan Nichols, Communications Coordinator with Catholic Community Services of Lane County. Dylan, great luck tomorrow with the event and the drive itself through October. Always great to talk with you. Yeah, thank you so much, and thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, have a great day. You too. It is 8.51 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, great events like the one you just heard about can be found on the community calendar. That's a great place to go because everything is listed there by date. You know exactly what the event is, who's hosting it. If you download the free Hail Mary media app, there's also an integrated map system. So that way when you plug your phone in, Well, it'll get you right to where you need to be. So if your parish or ministry has a special event coming up, well, let Deborah know she will get it on the community calendar. And that way you will have the ability to invite the entire community. So you can find all that information, how to get your item posted, and also details on many things that are coming up today, tomorrow, and through the weekend. Head over to materdayradio.com under the Get Involved menu. There you're going to see the community calendar. You're also going to see the link to the Grotto Centennial and the different events that are coming up there. And you'll also have full access to that community community calendar on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To thee, O Lord, I return it. All is thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Are you struggling with exhaustion or feel overwhelmed in your daily life? Healthy Living with Yvonne provides practical advice to help take care of body, mind, and soul through the Healthy Living Project, a 90-day wellness coaching experience that utilizes nutrition, exercise, and prayer. To learn more and schedule a discovery call, visit HealthyLivingWithYvonne.com. That's HealthyLivingWithYvonne, dot com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend. Check out our podcast at materdayradio.com. And it is 8.55 at Mater Day Radio. One last look at your forecast this morning. Slight chance of shower till about noon today. And then we'll see a high of about 68 degrees, a little sunshine. Clear overnight tonight, low of 49. And then sunny both Thursday and Friday, 73 Thursday, 77 on Friday. It's currently 59 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today here is Village Lights and Christ Our King. We are the Morning Blend right here. Mater Day Radio.
Village Lights and Christ Our King. It's 8.59 at Mater Day Radio. Thank you so much for joining the Morning Blend on this Wednesday. David and Brenda with you. I know people have been waiting to hear Brenda, but the printer seems to be working again. Is it? Yes. I have a feeling it was user error. It was not me. <laughs> I fixed it. <laughs> you know what I did? It never fails. Unplugged it. And plug it and plug it back it in. Back in. Sometimes I wish my brain could be unplugged <laughs> yes. and plugged back in and have a reboot. Works just that easy. So anyway, happy to report that. And that is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Blazing the Trail with Miriam Marsum is on at 730. But you can catch the podcast on the Hail Mary Media app.